You can never, never ask me to stop drinking. Good morning, everybody. Wow, 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 wow. Folks, welcome back to the only podcast where you can hear a couple guys talk about movies and television and such. Hosted by Ryan Ankner and myself, Scott Sweeney, also known as The Turkey Boys. Hello. How do you do? Are we having a goo? I'm messing with my levels over here. She's doing a little level messing. We're settling into things. What's happening, Hoops? I mean, today... I don't know if you know this. I was saving this. Today is the day that Spiral, the Book of Saw, aka Ah, the Chris Rock Saw movie, was going to come out in theaters. Yeah, good time for it, mid-May. Yes. I mean... I like to imagine us in some bizarre universe settling into the Book of Saw right now. And... Supposed to be a nice birthday present for the kid. It's true. Uh, fans don't realize Scotty Boy's birthday is tomorrow, May 9th. Yes. Which is when you'll probably be listening to this as an avid turkey head. Yes. Right away, straight away. I'm going to become one of those birthday weekend people. It's my birthday weekend. How do you just become the weekend? <laughs> I mean, it'd be kind of dope. I could be the work week. He's like fun co-pilot <laughs> who does his work week stuff. You with that big silly haircut. (laughs) Us just vibing to his like Uncut Gems inspired new disc filled with cuts. I was actually listening to this on the way here. This song? Well, this album. The Fifty Shades score or the album, the the weekend album this was on? The new weekend album. Okay. It's it's got some hot cuts. I know Turkey Head Monty is here. Hey, buddy. But yes, we also got... uh, It was announced Stallone is working on Demolition Man 2. Were you excited about this? Stallone loves a too-late sequel. He really does. He that's the, his entire thing. He yeah. he like he should just be seventy-five years old and relax. Yeah, he made seventy-three. Whatever. Yeah, like Rambo: Last Blood came out last year. He's still in the Creed movies. He's doing like whatever he can to just stay on the scene. Yeah, he's just churning out as much content as possible. When like I was listening to the Total Recall episode of the Rewatchables, uh, which. They pointed out that, like, for example, the trajectory of action stars in the 80s was much different than it is today in terms mm-hmm. of, like, Stallone, Ooh. Van Damme, Arnold. They all, like, were the only, they were the guy. Stagall, on their, like, a movie poster of their movie would be them, and that's it. They'd never do, like, a, the, the example they gave is, like, The Rock jumping in for movies into the Fast and Furious franchise to be a supporting character in a Vin Diesel franchise. Yeah, he's unfortunately the closest thing we have to the right. 80s, like last name, billboard, marquee, action guys. I guess they, they referenced Liam Neeson in the Taken movies, but Liam Neeson's Ugh. too old. Yeah, and Those movies stink. It's like a joke. He's like a 70-year-old man at this point. <laughs> Bill, Bill Simmons took some sort of a... I'm the only action star we have left. And, and he's And he's old and he's not that great. Yeah. 
But do you think Sandy Bullock will return for Demolition Man 2 after all these years? Um, maybe they'll have that virtual like headset sex like they did in the first one. Yeah. I believe at one point I was aroused by that as a young man. Reveal. I mean, even still, it's, it's still, a hot scene. You're aroused by that today as a... What are you, 35 tomorrow? Yes. Nice. The But Demolition Man-wise, I feel like it wouldn't get the budget it deserves in this day and age if they do make it. It'll be like a cheesy straight to crackle type affair. Well, another yeah. thing you have to take into account is like when Demolition Man came out, it was the early 90s and CGI was at a very bare minimum because it wasn't there yet in terms of the technology. Yeah. So if you look at movies from say 2015, a lot of them will look worse than mm. the movies from the 90s because it's like at least back then they were really doing stuff. Yeah, and they couldn't, yeah, you know, like they didn't have it to rely on. In Demolition Man, everything it's just like a cheesy future and there's some lasers thrown in. Yeah, they don't they weren't capable of going too heavy on the the CGI nonsense like every movie these days does. Mm. Did you notice that uh speaking of nonsense uh Sean Astin from Ooh. the Lord of the Rings franchise aka Sam was and he's also got killed off on Stranger Things for our younger generation Z listeners. Yeah. He's on the Cameo app selling oh. shout-outs, I guess you could for, call them. For, how much? It's not a bad price. Mm. What, what do you think it would cost? I wouldn't pay more than $15 for mm. a Sean Astin It's a little Astin more than that. It's actually closer to $300 <laughs> oh. than a nominal price of $295. 300 I mean... Where the fuck is he, you fucking cunt? It's almost fair. Cameo... They have like Howard Stern whack packers on there for fifty bucks, so I guess it makes sense for him to be charging three hundred. But I love when the whack pack guys don't pay their taxes from collecting all that dough from what Cameo, and then they have troubles later when they're filing, like yeah. from like making ten thousand dollars or fifteen thousand dollars yeah. <laughs> directly into their bank account, and the IRS is like, ah. Uh. <laughs> then they call into the show and need Howard to like fix their life on air. Howard, like, help me. Like, we can't do any aspect of our lives by ourselves. They really can't do a thing. It's incredible. But yeah, the... What was I saying? What were we talking about before that? Whack Arnold's uh, action movies. Uh, Demolition Man. Whatever, I forgot my CGI. Is that it? Grimes. And, Grimes? And uh, Elon Musk having a baby. Yeah, let's we get into discussing that. that. <laughs> <laughs> and they... They gave it that dumb name. Yeah, they really... Another classic entry into the, like, bad celebrity baby name Hall of Fame. This one, I wrote it down. It's X, then A-E, like, together as, like, a symbol. Then A-12. That's the name. Isn't it... Doesn't it stand for Kyle? <laughs> yes. Or was that a... I couldn't tell if that was a joke, like a meme thing or not, but somebody broke down what each symbol means, and it's Kyle. That Grimes herself tweeted out an explanation. She was like, X is for the variable swords, and then the AE is my elven spelling of AI, and then A12 for an airplane, the SR-17, which is her and Elon Musk's favorite aircraft. It's just like, could you guys be weirder? <laughs> We named our son after the precursor to our favorite aircraft. We're weird and wacky. Seven. Seven is the name. <laughs> now that's that little, name. like, 
For those of you out there who are Seinfeld fans, you will appreciate that. But yeah, I think they overshot things. It's like too much. It's such a wacky name. It's it's not wacky. It's just like who cares? Like, what is this? All the dumb jokes about it is. Eh. Yeah, and also Elon Musk was. Did you see Tom Cruise is planning to make a movie shot in actual space with, <laughs> with Elon Musk's SpaceX? Love Cruise. I was going to say, how dare you give Cruise some gobbles. I think he's the best action star we've ever had. He's the coolest. And he's great. And I watched Minority Report this morning. And we're both Scientologists. It's true. But yes. Um, I don't have high hopes for an Elon Musk production. Yeah, I wish he wasn't involved in this. I don't like Well, how else are they going to get to space? (laughs) Good point. I mean, Christopher McQuarrie, the Mission Impossible director, I feel like he could figure it out. He's a smart guy. Is he directing this? He's not. That's, oh, oh, oh. that's the weird part. This has Mission Impossible written all over it. It's like, yeah. it seems like the logical next step for the, that. Bringing back Brian De Palma, blowing off the dust <laughs> there. Yeah. But, uh, I mean, I'm sure it'll be great, whatever it is. Tom Cruise in space, bopping around, having a goo. I'll watch anything he does. I don't care. Yeah. Um, Did you see that Nicolas Cage will play Joe Exotic in an upcoming feature film based on the Tiger King documentary? Boy, are you sick? (laughs) Uh, Huh? And it's like Tiger King-wise, especially now, the oversaturation is just like so... I I hate, hate, hate the Tiger King. It's glorifying animal abuse. Let's start with at square one with that. Yeah. People, all these, the same people who are these like bleeding heart liberals are tuning in to watch some guy in, put endangered species in a cage for yeah. the duration of their existence. That was the most ridiculous part because the documentary is like a freak show. You're watching it like yes. laughing at all the yes. cartoon characters in it. Then at the end, they try to like twist it and be like, oh, this was actually all about us trying to get awareness for endangered species. It's like, no, it wasn't. No, like, nope. It was just it was sneaking in. you wanted to laugh yeah. at a goofy guy with a goofy name yeah. and a cartoon haircut who dress, dresses like a silly freak yeah. and looks like a moron. And he likes meth, and he has a weird harem of, like, meth-head gay guys, and... I'm he, out, yeah. He, he went to jail for trying to have another weird tiger person murdered. We we know the story. We've all had enough. I don't want to watch Nicolas Cage play this man in a movie. You know what irks me is hearing the name Carol Baskin. That's like something people say. It's becoming like it's become a buzzword. Oh, my God. And people just keep repeating it over and over again. And I'm, I'm out. Yeah. I don't want to hear about it. I don't want to talk about it. It wasn't that I shut it off within literal seconds. He's over it. It was like a 90 seconds in. I was like, nope, I don't want to watch this anymore. It's stupid. Huh. Did you see that Tommy Wiseau of The Room fame... Oh, hi, and, Mark. ...and disaster artist is being forced to pay nearly $700,000 to the directors of an unauthorized documentary that they made about Tommy Wiseau and the making of The Room. These guys like debunked his whole origin story because you know how he was mysterious about mm-hmm. where he got money and where he came from. And these guys did, made a documentary that I guess he's from Norway and they found out all this stuff. And he like had the movie shut down and then they sued him back because it's like, look, this, you know, 
we found all this information publicly, you know, through public records or whatever. So what, they sued him for what? Like cost of production? Or for fucking up their movie? Something like that, yeah. I don't know all the details, but yeah, he has to pay seven hundred grand. <clears throat> Excuse me, I'm parched. Back to these people. Uh, who are they? What else have they done? I think they're just I think they're new. This will probably get them. You know, they have a, a budget to make another movie after winning this. He's, uh, I've kind of, unfortunately, like, The Room, to me, was super funny, and I loved it. Yeah. And then they made The Disaster Artist and that book and Greg Sestero peddling it all over Hollywood. And it just, it kind of ruined the mystique for me because it took something niche. And, and I hate to sound like a hipster, but I mean, I guess about Ooh. movies, I kind of am one. I just, to me, anything that gets mushed into the zeitgeist, it's just, it no longer is interesting or funny to me. It sort of has that same Tiger King effect yeah. where, you know, it's like, this is the thing that we're laughing at now. Yeah. This is the thing. And then if you're not on board, then for a, for a minute, it that thing was Tommy Wiseau. Yeah. So it's like, it, to me, that's over. Like, And when someone like him becomes the main event, it's like, okay, it's not that funny. Like, no. he's just like a goofy little sidecar. Well, he's a guy but, from Europe who is different than we are in America because he's from another country. And he has a funny voice. Yeah. And that's it. That's the entire. <laughs> that's the entire bit. He he talks a little differently than we do because English is not his first language, and he didn't. He was not born in Norwell, Massachusetts. Yeah. Spoiler alert for the disaster. Artist. Isn't that ho- Isn't that hilarious? Yeah. And he made a bad movie, and he didn't realize how bad it was because there's not ninety seven thousand other people just like him. Yeah. We we have a category on the show called shuts. So feel free to examine the directors of any of those movies for more examples of this. Yes. And now he's forced to pretend like he made the movie as like a intentionally like oh, yeah. black comedy when right. it's like, no, you didn't. No, you didn't. You, you made thought a- it was a good drama and stop it. You're out of touch because you weren't born here and you don't get it. It's it's we get it. I was laughing, picturing him in like a courtroom setting <laughs> no. with, with all his like gadgets on being like, this is a mockery. What are you doing to me? <laughs> You're tearing me apart, Lisa. Still gets me every time. Those love scenes of him shirtless. Powerful. Um, What else? Did you notice that uh, Adele got super skinny? I did. How does that make you feel? Do you think that... (laughs) Do you think that she's... I always said she had a pretty face. This is one of those things like 10 years ago when Adele came on the scene, I would say, you know, Adele has a really pretty face. And if she (laughs) lost those LBs, like I might be into that. She did? She lost the LBs, but now she's too old. (laughs) So it's over. She might as well just gain them back and just belt out some power ballads. That's the headline. Adele finally lost weight, but she's too old. (laughs) Sorry, folks. And then my favorite thing is everybody on the internet skinny shaming her. This is too loud. Adele is just roaring out of the speakers. Ooh, she does have a lovely voice. She does. She's super talented. She's I do like her music, I guess. But people giving her shit because she got skinny. Like, I guess she wasn't very happy with herself. Like, shut up. Yeah, it's like, will you ever be happy with anything? Could you? Could you find? That's just searching for something to complain about. Like, That's literally going out of your way to dig up. Listen to this powerful chorus. <laughs> Think about her singing the skinny. It's not the same. And yeah, people are worried that is she going to be able to still write good, sad music now that she's skinny and presumably happy. It's like, ugh, everyone's like, 
insane. Oh, because she got married and had a baby and, and actually decided to take care of her health so that she doesn't have to die before she has grandkids. Yeah, people are like, That's what's, a problem. They're like, what's the angle here? Oh, uh, yep, this is a problem. Mm, her own personal health and wellness. I don't know about that. Yeah. She's famous and I see her a lot, so I want her to look the way that I'm comfortable. Yeah, it's ridiculous. Yeah, fuck her. Or fuck them. Fuck Yeah, fuck her too, actually. Oh. Gain the weight back, Adele. You heard it here first with the turkey boys. I once saw a tweet where someone said it looks like she's been rolling in the deep fryer. I always thought that was fun. She has that song, Rolling in the Deep. I, I, I get it. He's in. That's fun. <laughs> He's mildly in. Mm. Did you see that Jim Gaffigan is set to star in an AMC series about controversial mayor Rob Ford? Remember that guy? Yes, I do. The guy, didn't he smoke crack until he died? <laughs> he was. <laughs> see, then... You got me. I'm hooked. I mean, a mayor who was addicted to crack, that's that's something I'll I'll get my eyes on. And he had some other like scandalous things going on. I can't a remember all the details or something. Yeah. He got caught in a hotel room with a, with a hua and I, I can't remember what transpired, but he he didn't leave the best taste in the mouths of those Canadian citizens <laughs> that voted for him. And this is a big role for Jim Gaffigan. We here at the show are in on serious... He's playing Tom Ford? Yeah. Tom Ford. Uh, Rob Ford? Yeah. So he's going to have to have an even bigger gain. Which, you know, I'm sure he'll have no problem with. Insert Hot Pockets joke here. I can't think of one. I don't like his comedy. You know what movie we... What is that movie we watched with him where he's a cab driver? Yeah, that's what I was going to say. We like serious Jim Gaffigan. That movie was called American... I want to say gangster, but that's not an American dreamer. You got to block that shit. <laughs> that is 100% alpaca. Ha But yeah, American dreamer. I think it might be on Prime. That was a good, like, yeah, gritty good drug drama. Yeah, basically he's an Uber driver and he drives a drug dealer. Yeah, and then something crazy happens and he gets to show off his chops a little bit. Mm. And he's not, he's not being funny at all, which is... To me, I, I love when, uh, like that, uh, any time an actor goes out of their comfort zone. Yes. Which, like that movie Cafano turned us on to, uh, Turkey Head Matt Cafano. He hey, sent me a message about um, this new Kevin James movie yeah, that we exactly. got to rip into. Becky. It's uh, Kevin James is playing a sadistic bearded villain in an R-rated home invasion thriller called Becky. The trailer just came out the other day. It actually looks good. Mm. Like I love Kevin James. Yeah. So I've been waiting for this for years. Like serious Kevin James stuff. I found a tweet of mine from 2011 saying like I'm eagerly anticipating Kevin James's serious acting work, and now it's finally here. It's funny when stuff like that happens. Like have have you heard me talk about or you've seen me share that Aaron Marino and. Um, fragrance jeremy they're like two internet like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. motivation coaches or whatever they're just dorks who yep. like put out videos about cologne and like hair products mm. and they're doing a collaboration together i've been making fun of both of them independent independently for the past six months and now i realize that they're coming together to do like an ama facetime what a collab and it's just it's as if somebody went into my brain and thought like what's the thing that would make ryan ankner laugh the absolute most that we're going to create that in real life love that very satisfying for me did you hear also speaking of satisfying friend of the show selena gomez that's is, very loud yeah i know <laughs> 
<laughs> I, fuck, I don't know why, how it slid back up. Selena Gomez is uh, creating a cooking show. That's all I know. She's going to be cooking. I, that's going to be the future of TV. Like we said last week, Amy Schumer is a hot new cooking show coming to Food Network. TV is going to be nothing but celebrities cooking food in their home. That's going to be what that's we're going to be watching. It seems like it. Well, perhaps she could invite Adele to come over oh. and eat all the food that she cooks to bring her back to a more comfortable for us size. There's the collab we need. We need Adele to gain 100, I think is the goal. Good 100. And she's back to where we need her. Nice, big, big flowing dress on stage. And Ooh. just she's a little sweat under her nose from just like getting all worked up and performing. Good. But yeah, that, uh, I wonder who else is going to get a cooking show. Maybe we should get a cooking mm. show. Can we cook? I can, I can make some pretty mediocre dishes. I have like two things that I'm good at. Okay. I can do, I can cook a steak really well. Did you say steak? <laughs> and my meatballs are pretty good. Ooh, I can vouch for those meatballs. Those I made dope. even better ones last night or two days. Is it yesterday? I think it was yesterday. I ate two pounds of meatballs in the last 24 hours. So that's good. You know, got that going for me. Me walking in here to like the Seinfeld making sausage. I wish I had that song. Fun. Um, but yes, I also saw Nev Campbell is currently in talks to return as Sidney Prescott in the new Scream movie, Scream 5. Oh, I sent you that, didn't I? Sydney. I hope I did. I, I saw that. A picture of her with the knife. Yeah. And I famously <clears throat> hate Scream 4 and think they should leave the series alone, but... At least they got my girl Nev Campbell back, or might get her back. I imagine Wes Craven's really excited about this project. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, I got some bad news. The Nev Campbell still looks great. And I don't He's know why. Dead. Wes Craven's dead. <laughs> I don't know why she doesn't get more work. The last thing I saw her in, she played The Rock's wife in Skyscraper. Did she I'm... also have a prosthetic leg? <laughs> I think yes. Mm, that's how they got together. Uh, take notes, Monty. People with prostheses come together. But I was embarrassed for her. I was like, she should be getting better work than playing The Rock's wife in Skyscraper. Like, so That she, was probably her big get, too. Yeah, so she should do Scream 5, even though it probably will be a bummer. Mm. But it'll give it a little legitimacy, and I don't know. I um, It's the kind of, you know what it is? If it does come out, the Scream movies are the kind of movies that I, in my opinion, are, are going to be way better in, in the theater. Mm. I don't want to watch that at home. I lose, you lose the effect with yeah. a, with a horror movie. If you're not in the theater, you think I got to me. Yeah. A horror and a horror movie and an action movie. I need them in the theater. All right. It's not like I'm going to be more scared in the theater. It's just, there's something about just the sound and the picture and, yeah. It doesn't matter how loud I turn up my Sonos. It's not going to be the same thing. Well, and it's fun. Like, you see when other people are scared mm. and stuff like that. I love a good theater gasp, yeah. uh, which is why I'm going to get the Martin Sheen being thrown off the building in the departed <laughs> tattoo whenever tattoo shops open up again. Go back up. I already have the design being uh, workshopped by my buddy Mike Coleman, Mike Coleman Tattoo, on Instagram if you want to follow him and check out his stuff. And speaking of Martin Sheen falling to his death in The Departed, which is set in Boston, we got a little, finally some good, good pivot. Finally some good news right here. Wahlburgers at South Bay has closed indefinitely. The Wahlburgers restaurant. No distress signal has been sent. I mean, where's that distress signal? 
What the hell? How? I put up a distress beacon. I need help. I opened up a restaurant at the South Bay Mall. It's filthy over here. Nobody spends any money. I don't know what's happening. I mean, the famous location where Fenway Frank met Pam Adams. Mm. It's going to be torn down. And uh, that is actually a special place in my heart for the South Bay Mall. Uh, That is the place where I was arrested in 2006. Oh, yes. 2007. Legendary. Big... uh, Big showdown with the, I guess, the security guards. For no reason, I was intoxicated and got lost and ended up at the South Bay Mall somehow. Yeah, folks, you know you know when things happen, you get a little drunk and you find yourself away from everyone you were out with and wandering the South Bay By Mall By about alone. six miles. <laughs> at and like just, three in the morning. And you're just cruising the South Bay Mall for no reason. Yes. What happened is I think that I left, we were in Faneuil Hall I believe I told everybody we were with to go fuck themselves and went for a walk. I ate a sausage famously. I remember that part. At least I think I do. And then I woke up in a a jail cell in Dorchester. So I I believe that I was in a cab. I think think the sausage guy turned you in. I think he he cuffed me and drove me to the South Bay Mall and just dropped me off. Because there is a police station at the South Bay Mall, which is what I learned. It's all coming together. Um... Yeah, so I, I don't know. I think I just got a little mouthy, and I was under the influence, and I was trying to take a stand. And it's time to take a stand. I mean, things happen. But bits aside, Wahlburgers is awful. And I only, I've only i only eaten there like twice. You don't like those thin little burnt-to-a-crisp patties? God, those patties. They're worse than McDonald's patties. Those wispy little kudges that are like $15 a pop because it's like, we're a restaurant, and it's got my name on the fucking thing we have we, fun branding we're giving away a lot of food to first responders and we got framed pictures of the set of blue bloods inside this restaurant and other is things is that a like real that. thing yes <laughs> yes i couldn't tell if you were making that up it's real that's the only you know Do they have good fries at least i've never tried their fries you know what i will give them their fries only because they have crinkle cut which they don't offer everywhere and those are fun and good mm. i'll give them the fries well, the jerk store called. They're running out of you. You know what? Scotty likes my fries, and I think that's really nice of him. Do you think Mark Wahlberg has ever had even the slightest hand in anything to do with that restaurant? I'm going to say no. No. He, he pops up in the pictures, but that's it. I don't even think Paul has, the one who like works there. I think he's <laughs> also like a plant. I think he is just at Alma Nove, which is a real restaurant yeah. in, in Hingham Shipyard. Because I have actually met him a couple of times while eating there. And he seems to be, a, of the Wahlburgers, Wahlburgers, of the Wahlbergs, <laughs> he's the, the nice guy. I haven't met Donnie or uh, Mark, but they're too easy to make fun of. So I, I, I really don't want to meet Mark Wahlberg. Because then if he was nice to me, it would kind of ruin the whole thing that we have going with shitting on him and talking yeah. about how he blinded an Asian guy and... Guys, do bring that up a lot. <laughs> if, he was really, if he was really nice to me, I would almost feel guilty smothering or smearing him every week. It's funny. Mike Mitchell on Doughboys, that podcast I bring up a lot because it's fun. He had like this exact thing happen to him where he used to make fun of Mark Wahlberg. And then he met him on the set of something once because he's an actor. And he said he complimented his Patriots hat. And he's like, now I love Mark Wahlberg. <laughs> he's my guy now. <laughs> it would, for me, I'm such an easy, all it would oh, take yeah. would be literally like if I... If I wrote a snarky comment on his Instagram and he wrote something funny back, yeah, I'd be in forever. I'd be okay. Yeah, everything I just said over the past eighteen months is not true. Yeah, we gotta wipe every pod episode. Yeah, we're gonna Mark's- clean. We're gonna clean house. We're gonna take every episode off uh, offline and just focus on the ones that have no Mark Wahlberg mockery, which is probably almost none. Yeah, there might be like one and a half episodes salvageable. Um, what else? 
I saw that uh, they announced a new superhero movie, Ball and Chain, will reunite Dwayne Johnson and Emily Blunt from a movie that hasn't been released yet, but that movie Jungle Cruise. I was going to say, didn't they already sign off on a Jungle Cruise sequel too? Probably that also. I think there's three movies in the works from that duo. I hope he steals her away from John Krasinski and just makes her take steroids and turn her into a WWE diva. (laughs) Ooh, I like that arc for her. I hate my father. I hate my life. But yeah, in this movie, they play a married couple who acquire superpowers. They describe it as a superhero version of Mr. and Mrs. Smith, which I guess could maybe be fun. Nope. I can see it being bad easier than I can see I'm getting it being fun. a strong Hancock vibe, but worse. <laughs> oh, that's a good call. Get Peter Berg on the horn. Let's, let's doing? redo this whole thing. <laughs> Peter can't talk right now. He's on the phone with me. We're talking about doing Spencer Confidential 2. And then Mile 23. Yeah. <laughs> That's a double green light. But for this, the superhero, Mr. and Mrs. Smith, I got a little punch up for them. They should call this movie Power Couple. What do you think? I like that. Yeah, like... Do you get it? Have you tweeted them this? I haven't, but I probably should. Imagine that. Because over ball and chain, like Power Couple, that's a thing. And they have superpowers. That's a home no, I like title. that a lot, actually. Go with that. He's you know a... what? Speaking of power couples, uh, Dog the Bounty Hunter is engaged <laughs> again to a woman. He was engaged to a different woman six months ago. Wow. And I guess they broke it off, and now he's re-engaged to somebody else. Dog is such a romantic. Yeah. Where is the love for me? Oh. I think he's just, you know, he's firing on all cylinders in quarantine. Yeah. Is he still a bounty hunter, or is he just, like... An androgynous, old, muscular, yeah, like canceled guy, like Mickey Rourke on the wrestler, combined wow. with a homeless person. Wow, that is wildly spot on. <laughs> the uh, yeah, does he still do that? I bet people like he goes to bounty hunt. It's and people are like, didn't you get canceled? I'm not taking you seriously. I can't really imagine anyone taking him seriously. I'm an old, broken down piece of meat. And I'm alone. And I'm alone. Fuck. Fucked it up. Evan Rachel Wood is the most unconvincing angry daughter in Hollywood history. Hi, I'm a robot. I'm upset with you. Bye. Where's Marilyn Manson? Another um, power couple right there. Scott Disick is back in rehab. Which <laughs> Thank is God. again and again. Will he continue going back? Mm. I, get, I don't know what to tell you. I'd love to help him. That, I think you... Could help him. Think I should reach out? Yeah, you should. I mean, can't wait. Have him like give us a bunch of dough for saving the day. Turn him into a turkey head. Imagine that. We need a celebrity turkey head. Where's that gonna like come from? Yeah, that would be fun. Fans, if any of you are famous, let us know. And pro athlete. That would be dope. Maybe then we don't have to seek former, one out. Former former pro athlete. Like if Michael Vick wanted to become a listener or Tony Kukoc. Oh, two, or... two great options. <laughs> Dennis Rodman, you know, yes. somebody like that. He's got some heat off that Michael Jordan documentary that nobody say, cares about. You've been watching that? You know all these cool sportos. Everybody is loving that Michael Jordan documentary. And I'll tell you how it's mm. inconveniencing my life. Ooh. All the Jordans that are for, for resale on the sneaker websites are all more expensive now because everybody's tuning in. That's so silly that something like a documentary is turning up sneaker prices. On the one, this one pair of shoes that I've had my eye on for a while, 
the famous 19 there's well i guess the first pair came out in 85 and then they've since they have other the jordan chicago's they're like the the flagship jordan that's like one of the more sought after pairs is it in you <laughs> is it in you it uh it those are now fourteen hundred dollars in my size this oh. is a shoe that probably retailed for a hundred bucks back in the day and then it was reselling and they remade it in 2015 and you could have bought it for 160 1400 dollars. oh yeah do they have the pumps are these <laughs> there's no pump actually though that's a reebok innovation Fuck. but these are nikes where's that money going if they don't at least have the um, pumps i uh, do people I, even remember no those? i agree those with you fun. i remember them i had a pair yeah i i don't think i ever had them but when those were fresh everyone needed those mm. But yeah, the I haven't seen that documentary either. But everyone I know seems to love every. People second are saying of it. it's great. Yeah, yeah, I don't really have an interest. Yeah, isn't he like a womanizing, gambling addict, like alcoholic, drug addict, jerk? There's also a conspiracy theory where people think he had his father killed, and that's oh. a that's a fun one. <laughs> Wild accusation. I mean, I'm not a part of it. He is one of the greatest athletes who's ever lived, and. You know, I don't have a problem with him, but I think, also, I think you, you, we can say with all definitiveness that definity, definitiveness. Ooh, I like definity. I don't think that's even a thing. Sounds dope, though. I think we can say confidently that Ooh. Michael Jordan killed his father. And you heard it here first. <laughs> yeah, that's a no doubter. Take a stand. One of the greatest athletes of all time, maybe the worst actor of all time. His work at Space Jam, despicable. You should be embarrassed. Aren't you excited for that Space Jam sequel? No, I'm not. No? I find it embarrassing that <laughs> after all this time, they're just making... I think LeBron James is a much better actor than Jordan. You know what? Uh, he Jordan. is. He LeBron James is. was funny in Trainwreck, and I, I actually like him in that show, The Shop, on uh, HBO. He's yeah. not acting. That's him just being himself, but still, he has good screen presence. Yeah, he can talk, and he can deliver lines. He is funny in Trainwreck. Jordan can't, couldn't even do the thing you were quoting a minute ago, the Is It In You. Like, Jordan famously bobbled even a Gatorade commercial. Yeah. It's, he just is, he's kind of a nothing beyond yeah. being able to bounce around a basketball. Yeah, like, if you've never seen it, folks, look it up on YouTube. You'll lose your mind listening to Michael Jordan try to deliver one line of dialogue. It's... It's just way too long. It's insane. We would never, ever allow him on the podcast. We do not want Michael Jordan as a turkey head. Wow. Don't ruin your friendship with me for five minutes. Any Harvey Weinstein updates? Is he dead yet? I feel like... He's got to be dead soon. Yeah, there was just the news that he got coronavirus. Then it went dark completely. He probably just made that up as like a Hail Mary. Like, maybe I can get out with this. Who knows what happened there? But uh, I think that's all I had for news. You got any more news for the team? Um, I guess the guy who played the Mountain on Game of Thrones, Ooh. Gregor the Mountain, uh, his real name is Haftor Bjornsson. Mm. He lifted the largest deadlift in history, or at least in the Guinness Book of World Records, which was uh, 1,104 pounds wow. on Saturday. And he said that he thinks he could have done more. Yeah, but the, the previous record was, was 1,102 pounds, so he just wanted to beat the record. Hmm, that seems like something I could do. Probably. Yeah. <laughs> to give you perspective, the most I've ever done in my entire life when I was actively training regularly, like two, three times a week to be able to deadlift well, hmm. the most I ever got off the ground was 405 pounds. And that's not that heavy. 
That seems Dude, pretty kind of that. I'm my my numbers are pretty low. Like most like legit weightlifting guys can do at least five hundred. And deadlift is he's just he's picking up a weight with a thousand pounds on it and lifting it all the way up and over his head. No, that would be no. like a clean and press. This is just the deadlift. All you have to do is you're standing over the barbell with your knees bent mm-hmm. and with your I like some people use an alternating grip. Some people use over, two overhands. There's just difference. I'm explaining this horribly because I'm such a visual person with this stuff. But no, basically, all you. you have to do is hold the weight and mm. get it up off of the ground to your knees. Okay. Yeah, I've seen that now that you mention it. Yeah. That's still impressive. It's extremely... It's it's like a smart car, Yeah. basically, if it were stretched out on a bar. It's crazy amount of weight. That must feel cool to be like, I'm the strongest guy on Earth. Pretty much. <laughs> like, I mean, if you want to look at it that way, yeah. he's he's the strongest guy alive. Um, other than that, that's all I got for news. I got some shuts and some old bits I'd love to talk about, though. Yeah, let's get into shuts real quick. I got, uh, I only have one. This new Netflix show, Into the Night. Another new Netflix show that they put in the top ten. I don't know about you, but that top ten, I'm, I'm all over that. I love seeing what's in there. and Me too, yeah. Something... I go all top shows. I roar right through them just to see. Yeah, like something about it's very exciting. Whoever came up with the idea to... <laughs> it's put... good marketing. Yeah. Very smart. I'm sure he got a raise. And also, speaking of stuff in that vein, I had the idea for TV shows, especially like sitcoms on Netflix, when you just want to watch a random one, you don't want to figure out like what season or episode you want to get into, they should have a play random episode button. So you can just like, you know, for like... Give me an example of a show that that would work with. Like Scrubs. You just want to watch a Scrubs. Right, where it's not episodic. Exactly. Just kind of... Yeah, or like any cartoon. Right. That seems like something. Like a like a shuffle feature yeah. for for shows. They should take the shows that that can work. Like Golden Girls, a show Perfect. where you can pick up with season four, episode eight, and it's not going to be... Because every show is its own little capsule. Yeah. And it's almost like fun. It's like, ooh, what episode am I going to get? It could, yeah, something. and they put a hundred shows in there and, and a thousand episodes, and you hit the button of shuffle and then... And it'll just go like a, it'll just keep going. Yeah. Episode, episode, episode. Yeah. And it won't ask you if you're still watching because we're always still watching. <laughs> yes. This, we're going to save this idea for our streaming service whenever that gets launched. What's that going to call it, be called again? Turkey, but instead of a U, it's, it's like yeah. the number eight sideways. Yeah. With like a hip fun logo <laughs> and with one of the vowels out of the name for no reason. I, I love it. But yeah, the show Into the Night on Netflix, it it's another one of those shows where it's dubbed, but they don't like let you know it's dubbed. They're trying to sneak a lot of these shows in under the wire. And I bet certain people don't even notice that it's... What was the name of it again? Uh, Into the Night. It's a cool... It's like Lost. These people are on a plane and then like the world dies and they it's can't... sneaky dub though, huh? Yeah, and they can't get off the plane. I don't like that one bit. But I can't watch something i can't watch a dubbed show or a show with subtitles it's just too much no to get into and so i shut it off but i mean it had a cool premise if you can stomach uh a long form dubbing maybe get in there folks hmm. what did you shut Good Boys, the, I believe, Seth Rogen <laughs> produced, yeah, <laughs> I, I, that'll tell you everything you need to hear. Yeah, Good Boys on HBO. Uh, it's basically super bad with kids. It's not I s- funny. I saw it in the theater alone. I was going to say, I know you were alone, and I love it. <laughs> Fans um, need to know this. I shut off 
a show, a movie on Netflix called Dangerous Lies with Ooh. the girl from Riverdale and that guy. There's a her. It's an interracial couple, and the guy looks like the famous Jet Jackson. <laughs> but I know it is not that guy because that guy killed himself. Is Jet Jackson a Michael Jackson Jackson? Um, Jet Jackson was a Disney show oh. in the 90s with a kid who I believe was a, some crime fighter of sorts. Crime. And he didn't get much work after that. I think he thought he was going to be like the next Nick Cannon and he wasn't. And then he killed himself. I'm Jet Jackson, baby. So nobody, nobody I shut that out. off and then I shut off Upload, which I watched enough of that I want to do a review about it because I think a lot of people are wondering if it's good. But I shut that off too. I might on Amazon Prime. If you're gonna finish it, I might try to give it another go because I think it had some cool things going on for it. It just wasn't grabbing me. Mm. This is the show on Amazon where like a guy dies and then it, it's like a Black Mirror. He gets uploaded to some like virtual heaven and everything's wacky and fun. I don't know. I'll probably get back in there if there's nothing else to watch. Do we have any obits? I have three. Do you have none? I don't. I think I have one in one of my reviews, Mm -hmm. but I forgot to get it all. Well, one of them, my first one that I think is my most important one, since we already brought up the Tiger King, is any trend on, on streaming services. Like when people all jump on board with something, whether it be... If it's even if it's the Michael Jordan documentary, just whatever is like the buzz of the week. Mm. I'm talking about very niche stuff though, like Tiger King is the perfect example. Yeah. Or I don't know, uh, like Tommy Wiseau in the room, like little oh, niche oh, things that should have remained niche but became for whatever reason viral and mega popular. Yeah. And it's just smashed into your face with every other sponsored ad is like a Tiger King T-shirt and like every other. People are just referencing Carol Baskin all the time, and I just, to me, like I'm, I've had, it, I've had it with the streaming service trends. That's yeah. I don't want to do it anymore. Yeah, and it's like it makes me feel bad for the other better shows when something like Tiger King takes off. It's like this is what's taken off. This I can't think of one in the moment, but this... like nobody even realized that Dave on FX had a finale. Great because example. People were talking about the Tiger King. Yeah, like turn off Tiger King and watch Dave. People are still talking about Tiger King. There's still memes. There's still T-shirts. There's yeah. still like people are still posting videos of it. It's it's not going anywhere for probably another two three months. Yeah, and Netflix tried to keep it alive. They're like, we're doing a. A special with Joel McHale as the Tiger guy, like from quarantine. Doing it's like no, it, it's over. And no, no not, oh no, it's not over until they do the movie with. Um, Go ahead. Yeah, Cage. Yeah, just. <laughs> I, I said I had to think about it for a second because there's been there was like rumors of four. Oh, it's going to be David Spade, just like Joe Dirt, but gay. Yeah, that's that was another thing. Everyone like casting it, thinking they were so clever. Like it should be Danny McBride. It's like eight thousand other people said this, and also who cares? And also this movie shouldn't exist. It's the literally the equivalent of a bad internet joke, and then you people who just comment their really cliched, overbitted joke, even yeah. though there's ninety other people who said it already. Yeah, it's like this isn't your joke. Like, didn't why you, are you doing didn't this? Didn't you look in the comments to see if anybody else said that? And it's like yes, they did. And then <laughs> you didn't even have to dig a little. It was the first ten were all the same thing. Yeah. I just wish people would be more original and it's just there's nothing less original than than saying that you're a fan of the Tiger King. So if you listen to or I'm sorry, if you watched and enjoyed the Tiger King and you think that oh. stuff is funny, 
Get Out. We don't want wow. you as a fan. You can get out. Uh, my, speaking of trends, here's another one. Narcos. Hmm. Just rung my own bell there. <laughs> Sam, we're going to need you to go ahead and take that out if you can hear me now. Just take the last. <laughs> um, yeah, Narcos. I, I, the amount of people, my brother, to the, the so many people recommended Narcos to me. Like, oh, hmm. you're a TV guy. Do I have a show for you? Yeah, sit down. Think, are you ready for this? It's about <laughs> drugs. It's about violence. But it's all in Spanish. And it <laughs> bounces around from character to character. And it's about Pablo Escobar. You're gonna love it. It's like Blow meets Scarface meets The Godfather meets fucking Telemundo. And you are gonna be glued to your seat. I love and, whoever this person is recommending this to you. Yeah, this is like some, some Jewish mom from <laughs> upstate New York. Narcos. I just, yeah, man, I could never get into it. It's boring. I couldn't do, I don't like television, or I'm sorry, I don't like TV shows with subtitles because I don't want to have to keep tuning. Like if I'm in the mood for a subtitled movie, I'll give you two hours. Same, yeah. Like, but I'm uh, not going to keep coming back over and over again for exactly. more titles. Yeah. People say, oh, some of it's in English. That's even worse. Yeah, that's that's just annoying. Then it's like you you change gears. Yeah. Like, okay, now I can just sit here and watch this. And then, oh, oh, the subtitles are back. But this guy's not talking Spanish, and this guy is. And also, the drug show thing, I feel like that's the big selling point. Because people have recommended it to me also. And they're like, but it's about drugs. And it's like, yeah, that's fun and can be cool. But it's like... It's not... Is that people, what they get when they look at you? They're just like, oh, this kid's going to love anything yeah. about drugs. <laughs> this kid will eat this up. Look at this fucking stoned idiot. But yeah, it's not like that's a home run. It's like, oh, anything about drugs is just a 10 out of 10. It's like, that's not anything. The amount of movies and TV shows about, you know, drugs and crime and kingpins. Crime. I've just, it's done. I'm going to go ahead and obit crime. In hmm. movies no more i like it no more crime dramas no more mafia movies no Ex- more nothing except for let's let the coen brothers keep making crime movies and a couple other people there 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 there's certain directors that get a pass but yeah. if i've never heard of you and you're gonna make a crime drama and try to become the next big thing it's over don't do it wow we make let- make a gritty like death of dick long thunder road mm. off the beaten path comedy instead use your energy and your power as a new up-and-coming guy to do something creative that will stand out don't Ooh. just make killing them softly for the seventh time i like it as much as i like that movie it's it might as well be a freaking like cvs cookie <laughs> pan that you can buy and just dump the script and the shots into and then throw it in the oven and hey, it's a movie cookie gotter <laughs> perfect the- so yeah, narcos is in the old bits. What I was gonna say is my brother had a bit where he would he was asking various people, including his wife, to recommend narcos to me. Ooh. Like they, like his wife texted me one day, I was like, Rye, I got a show for you. Hmm. Ashley's saying to me, she's like, You gotta watch Narcos on Netflix. And I was like, Why are you recommending this to me? I don't wanna watch and it like annoyed me. I was like, No, I don't wanna watch that. And I've already I've already watched it and it sucks. And then and then I realized she was fucking with me. And it became quite funny. But, like, it was to that point how much I disliked this show. So Narcos is in the obits. Narcos Mexico. Anything else? Anything to do with Pablo Escobar and cocaine trade and, like, the movie Blow. I rewatched that recently. Like, it's good, I guess. But you and I love to make fun of Johnny Depp. We don't need him anymore either. I do like that movie. But that's one that got, like, just overbitted. The oversaturation happened with that movie. It's like a college movie where you're in some 
idiot's dorm room smoking weed and you're 18 years old and you look over, you look over your buddy's shoulder and there's that poster of of fucking Johnny Depp with a bunch of dough. The I can't believe you put crime in the obits. This is huge. It's out. Is it okay if I continue to make bean said crime dramas? I mean, it's okay if it's ironic, yeah. Okay, okay. You're also not an unknown. You're a very, Phew. very well-known director that okay. I've been a fan of for years. Okay, me and the Coens are safe. We're good. <laughs> I have one more obit, and that is an anticipated Ooh. bit. I'm going to say that when everything opens up again, like comedy clubs and mm. people are performing stand-up again, we're going to be hearing a lot of jokes from comedians about the coronavirus and COVID-19 related bits. And I'm already tired of them. I don't think it's going to, occasionally a meme gets me, usually when they're overly offensive or sarcastic or making fun of just people being pussies about it. But in terms of like Corona content, that's an obit. I don't want to hear, there's nothing like, oh, you know, like, like, let me, let six me, feet under or six feet apart. Huh? Yeah. Like, I'd rather, like, put my dick in her. <laughs> like, let me walk you through, like, my average corona day. And then it's like, no, don't Just like an un- unfunny list of boring activities yeah. or, or masturbating or being sad. Like, it's not funny how sad you are in quarantine. Yeah. It's actually not as bad as you think it is because, you know, you're not dead. Yeah. I saw Todd Barry tweet something along those lines where it's just like, I- I'm worried for Corona comedy if and when this all shakes corona up. Corona comedy is in the obits because yeah. I can already see it coming. Like it's... you can hear it in the podcasts. They're already like comedians love <laughs> testing the waters with their podcasts. Like, oh, is this going to land on stage? We'll find out. Maybe someone will send me a DM about it. Mm. They're just working it out. I'm just, I don't want to hear some, like, I don't want to go to Laugh Boston and see a comedian that I've been looking forward to seeing and listen to four local stand-ups do like, oh, you guys been in a grocery store lately? Like, how about those pieces <laughs> of tape on the floor? Like, that's not funny. It's awful. I'm kind of loving it. I have several uh, tickets. Sold me. <laughs> I have several tickets to Laugh Boston for like Chris Stefano, And then I honestly don't even remember who the other one is. I had, a, I think it's like, I'm like Joe List or somebody, and hey, hey, how you oh, doing? Hey. I'm I, like Kenny Banya, genuinely enjoying your Corona comedy that you're <laughs> purposefully making bad. You're a closet Banya fan. <laughs> yes. So what if I am? And Jerry, the suspenders, a little hacky. <laughs> Masterpiece. Um, that's all I got though. Yeah. Do you, you want to take, take a, a little break? Oh, yes. Sorry. Uh, so yeah, let's take a break, and we're going to come right back with a, bunch of reviews. a Nuru massage for each other yeah. on air. That sounds lovely. Okay, we'll be right back. Goo. Wow. We're back, and we just watched Risky Business, a first-time watch for for me. Yeah, I've seen it before. Right, was nice part of Scotty's list. Yeah, which is a segment we've been sort of peppering in, given basically to use your phrase, blind spots in Mm. in my opinion, movies that I think you might have missed. It was a good list. I was kind of wowed by it. We've now crossed off, num- in my opinion, which was number one, Risky Business. Yes, which was very... What did you think of it? Very 80s. Mm, you didn't like it, did you? It was fine. It mm. was... 
Remind if me you'd like, seen this movie in 1997, whenever I saw it, yeah, like you'd probably see it in a different way. Yeah, because so many movies have borrowed from it, and it kind of borrows from some stuff in its own right. It's definitely a movie of its time. Mm. Hasn't aged that well, especially that synthy soundtrack. Yeah, it's not. It's not a. It, you know. It's kind of like. It's like a teenage version of Home Alone. His parents leave and the house is to himself, but instead of robbers coming, he starts a whorehouse out of the house. And then it, there's kind of like some Ferris Bueller stuff thrown in. Mm. Well, Ferris know. Bueller was three years later. Oh, fair. Yeah. Yeah, and Home Alone was later too, so maybe I'm unfairly. I would like to comparing. look at it as. A move like you saw all the movies. It's you saw them in the backwards order. Yeah, and this is a, in my opinion, a better movie than Home Alone or um, Ferris Bueller. There just isn't the f- like stylistic flair. I don't. I don't even know who directed Risky Business. I have to look it up. But. I don't either. But yeah, this is the movie. I knew it as like the movie where Tom Cruise dances in his underwear, and then right. when that scene happens, I'm like, oh yeah, here it is. Paul Brickman is the guy who directed it. Who did... Mr. Brickman. He didn't do much. Yeah, I don't know that name at all. He only directed three movies. It was very weird watching a teen high school movie starring Tom Cruise. Right. Like, that I'd never seen. It was... It's, like, surreal. It's, like... Very understated Cruise. Yeah. He only has one scene where he's running. (laughs) It's true. (laughs) And that's Rebecca De Mornay who plays the love interest. Basically, for those of you that haven't seen it and don't know the premise, Risky Business is a Chicago teenager looking for fun at home while his parents are away, but the situation quickly gets out of hand. The situation. It's about as vague a description as one could make of a movie like this. It's a very PG mm. synopsis of this. Well, I guess this movie was rated R, I guess. Yeah, yeah. yeah, there's like boobs and stuff in it. What really happened is... It's kind of a tame R. It's a, it's yeah. a, it would, by today's standards, most certainly be a PG-13 movie. Yeah. Um, it has some interesting cameos. Uh, Joe Pantoliano as the pimp and bad guy. Because basically what happens here is Tom Cruise, you know, falls for a an escort and then steals her away from her pimp and then they start running a whorehouse out of tom cruise's parents home while they are on vacation which is a you know a pretty believable premise joe pantoliano is a character named guido Mm. he really shined in this i'm really rich you got bronson pincho in there as his sidecar curtis armstrong from revenge of the nerds yes um pretty much those are really the only richard mazer i guess as the Harvard or Princeton that's that's another thing about this movie that just makes absolutely no sense this interviewer from Princeton shows up and starts interviewing Tom Cruise in the middle of a whore party and Tom (laughs) Cruise doesn't really do that well in the interview but somehow wins the guy over with whores and then the guy decides to tell Tom Cruise's dad that he's going to let him in they're going to accept him to Princeton yeah it was very silly Uh, very silly they took that seriously and then at the end it's just like oh yeah it was a joke and everything turned out fine because of this whorehouse that you started it was no good no it was just kind of like silly Mm. yeah you know what it is this is a movie that you may have had to have seen it when i did to appreciate it as i do yeah i took a shot took a shot 
It was fun. I'm glad I filled so the blind spot. The, the blind spot. You filled the blind spot. Now you know, you know, maybe you didn't miss out on anything. You know, like there's a big sex scene on a train to Phil Collins that goes on for like five actual minutes. That's maybe, a little strange. Maybe even longer. It's. I feel like Phil Collins songs get used in a lot of movies. Of course, I can't come up with another example right now, but that's mm. something that people use. Well, we got a lot of other movies on this list. Maybe mm. I should reveal the ne- one of the, yeah, the next ones. Throw a couple. Full Metal Jacket. Mm. You never saw that. I've seen the first chunk of it. I've never seen when they you heard actually that go the to end war. It was no good. Yeah. That, that I disagree with. Ooh. Although I'm going to come in hot with something completely different. I feel like this one, that is, yeah, it's a war movie, but it is a little dated. And I think mm. it may fall into a similar category as Risky Business of like, I watched this movie in 1990. So it, I don't know. Um, Kubrick stuff normally ages well. I feel like. Looking at this know. list, I'm look, all of these are old movies. New Jack City. They don't make them like they used to. Menace to Society, which I think would be a good one to throw in. Mm. That, Saturday Night Fever with Travolta. Oh that God. one I'm not sure about. Oh my God. Midnight Cowboy, Midnight Express, and Midnight Run. I put Ooh. those all in order because they're all midnight movies. That's fun. Maybe I'll watch Midnight Special afterwards. Just make a whole thing of it. I've not seen that, but it would go with the list. Maybe it's, uh, that's on my list. Oh, yeah. Megan, Jesus Christ. Yeah, I thought I detected a little whiff. Yeah, Megan passed <laughs> gas. For those of you that don't know, Megan is my dog. Uh, Maggie. The Great Escape, <laughs> True Romance. I think we got to start with True Romance because you've never seen all of it, which is fucking nuts. Yeah. I have a True Romance tattoo on my shoulder. That would be a fun one to talk about. I'll watch that one next. Yeah. We, next I mean, show. we don't even need to watch that together. Mm. I, I could watch it again. Dark Horse, the uh, Todd Salon's yep. movie that you didn't like, mm. but I think you need to give another chance to. Rocky Four, The Fan, The Graduate, <laughs> A Clockwork Orange, mm. American Gangster, Planes, Trains, and Automobiles. And basic instinct. I've seen planes, trains. I you like didn't that like one. it. You no, do I, like it. Yeah, I'm right. in on that one. So that's off the list. I like how Rocky Four snuck in there. Rocky Four, <laughs> not one, not two, or two ro- or four. The Rockies. I've seen like one, five, six, oof, and oof. then the Creeds. That's a terrible roster. It's spotty. The first one <laughs> is the one that won the Oscars and that everybody talks about, but it sucks. It's very slow and boring. Interesting. And it's not. Of the of of the Rockies, two, three, and four, are awesome, and the rest are trash, in my opinion. That one I think is the least amount of montages. I think that's why you don't like it. I'm a montage guy, yeah, because yeah. it's great. It's perfect for my ADD. It just gets everything roaring along, and it's in and out and done, and it's just a lot of action all at once. Ooh. So that's that's the list so far. I'm gonna keep adding to it. Yeah, we're gonna peruse. <laughs> it's called the T sweat. Do we want to get to our featured review this week? Uh, sure. Of Arkansas. Arkansas, The new Clark Duke directorial debut. I still don't know what Scott thinks of Arkansas. Wow. And we actually have a special guest here, Lucy, my girlfriend. She could. What did you think of the movie, Luce? What movie? Arkansas. (laughs) It was weird. It was weird, she says. Okay. I like it. Yeah, this. From Clark Duke, as you mentioned, his directorial mm. debut. He also did the web series Clark and Michael. People haven't seen that. I recommend that highly. And he was also on the last two very bad seasons of The Office that don't exist. Oof. You might remember him from that. Jesus. But yeah, what a what an impressive. He's like a young Dwight. Yeah. I, it's, he's not even bad in it. It's fine. That was a good get for him at that time of his career. But like, fuck The Office. Enough. Jesus. 
But yeah, I kind of... You stupid fucking blabbermouth cunt! I kind of loved this. Especially for like a directorial debut. You loved it. <laughs> I didn't hate it. it. It just, what'd you love about it? I could see that. What'd you love about it bubbling up on your face? You get me not loving it, right? Yeah. What Although, do you like about it? It's got all your stuff in it. I thought you would love it even more than I did. Like, it's a gangster, gritty thing with a bunch of great jokes and one liners. Vince mm. Vaughn is in it. I do it. love, as, as much as I obitted, what did I obit earlier? I don't even fucking remember. Uh, crime dramas. Crime. I like a crime comedy. Ooh. A crime, caper? Crime caper comedies are, are okay. Like Triple a get shorty kind of movie. Like I'm, oh, yeah. all, I'm here for it. I love that. Those That's are like good. the best genre. And this is like dark and weird and like somebody gets their eyes gouged out. Like it's definitely like I'd give it a B minus. Like there's some stuff that I loved of this movie, but it, it he it's over stylized. Ooh. I actually thought it was kind of like understated and I don't know understated i couldn't agree less it's to me i love southern vince vaughn i'm like his first david dobkin project clay pigeons is a movie that i push on literally everybody yeah that's like a cliche like i like me movie i like gritty vince vaughn almost as much mm. as comedy vince vaughn like brawl Agreed, and yeah. cell block 99 dried cost concrete now this psycho yeah <laughs> <laughs> oh <laughs> oh that um but yeah He's one of the greatest cinematic smokers of all time. Agreed, yeah. He's you tearing know, down butts in this, and he's really just... I don't like John Malkovich, and I wanted to ask you, do you think that he is entitled to his pretentiousness? Is it earned? No, I'm not a big fan of him either. He's someone, I think I've mentioned this before, every time I see him, I'm like, oh, it's John Malkovich, like being John Malkovich-y. I can't see him as a character. He's mm-hmm. always... Being John Malkovich, probably because of the movie being John Malkovich. I did like, things. there's a, it's a spoiler if I give that away, but John Malkovich Ooh. has one good line. This movie had so many good lines. Like, yeah. I, I should have like written them down. There was like 40 where I was like, just. It's a well written wow. script. This movie was based on a book and you could kind of tell mm. at times because of its sprawling nature. And also it does the chapters thing, like in Tarantino like yeah. fashion where Yeah. I didn't love that. <laughs> he didn't love it. I don't know. I just feel no, like that's fine. a style thing that like is tough to pull off. And it kind of did the thing where like it's one movie for the first thirty minutes and then it's another movie and then the two movies meet in the the third act. Right. Or whatever yeah, they, they did the movie with Frog, which is the Vince Vaughn character yeah. in the 80s, mm. which I did like the 80s backstory, given like they even like little continuity things like they had a scene where he was being paid $50 bills and they used actual 1980s $50 bills, like with the Ooh. old Andrew Jackson face on them. The little touches. Little touches like that. They matter. And the sound mixing. Uh, this is a actually not a compliment i don't let me know if you think this was on purpose or not you know do you remember certain scenes where you could hear the fluorescent lights in the background it was like a i didn't i was wondering if it was on purpose or not probably was actually it must have been stuff like that like you know they they pour over it all the the sound editors the sound Mm. what have you who would you say won the movie i'm gonna say liam hemsworth it's probably the best he's ever been. Not that that's saying much. I can't I even believe you're forgetting the 2019 <laughs> film Killer Man. But anyway, continue. Killer Man. That. What else is he in? He's. What's his like big thing? The Hunger Games? Is yeah, he in those? He's in those movies. Yeah. 
I've never seen those. I mean, what went on up there? Pompers and weird sex. <laughs> what? No. But yeah, it was. He was good. Him and Clark Duke were a fun duo, yeah. like a mismatched kind of. I don't know. I, I really. I, yeah, I like it more that you liked it. It's because I'm look. I'm thinking about it differently. I think it, this Ooh. is a movie I got to watch again. I bought it, so I'm gonna do that. And I recommend. But like Trey asked me today, he's like, "Should I watch Arkansas? Because it's in the top on iTunes. He probably saw it on his Apple TV." Hmm. And I was like, "Don't go into it expecting Starsky and Hutch, like some sort of like slapstick kind of. Like it's a little funny, but it's not hilarious. Yeah, and, more so serious, but yeah. has has good jokes and a good amount of them. And I mean, given the current climate of how few new movies there are with anybody that you recognize or care about that aren't complete like laughable turkeys." Hmm. I'd say go for it and give it a watch. Yeah. It's definitely worth the rental. And just one thing, you mentioned it. Someone in this movie does that thing where they dig their thumbs into someone's mm. eyes. I love that. Me too, yeah. It's awesome. <laughs> Every time that's in a movie, I'm just like, yeah. <laughs> Something about Take it. Take a stand. I want to make that the opposite of an obit. I want that in every movie that comes out. Working an eye gouge into, like, little women. Yeah. <laughs> Could have used one. But yeah, that is uh, Arkansas. What would you give it out of 10? I'd give it like... Uh, I'd give it an 8. I really enjoyed it. <laughs> oh no. It's giving me the crickets. And that ending, I thought it had like an incredible ending. You know I'm all about that big finish. You do like a big finish. Yes. Yeah, I, I dug it. I don't know. Uh, at first I was saying like, look at Clark duke with this ungettable babe and then i looked up his girlfriend in real life and i was like i guess that's sort of his mo <laughs> yeah <laughs> but all right because he's just like a short chubby kind of guy but he's like he's charming and funny and like i get yeah. it he's now obviously very successful clearly talented yes 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 um but yeah that's arkansas now on itunes arkansas on as iTunes. you mentioned you can buy it for 9.99 i recommend a purchase yeah i'm, I'm gonna be watching it again because it's like what are you gonna rent it for six and just never see it again or are you gonna buy it for three dollars more and then you can actually go through that rewatch like I, yeah. there's no one that's gonna do it I feel like people don't like <laughs> Nobody's yeah. ponying up dough for movies anymore. Um, what do you want to talk about? Upload? Yes. Maybe get into our TV quick. guys. We can play our TV guys theme like we like so much. Oh, my goodness. Just the TV to, guys theme. I was trying to think of a way to signal you to do that without saying it, and I failed. Yeah, there's no... I have two other reviews. I, I can cruise through real quick. Oh, yeah. Go nuts. Uh, what was I going to say? I wanted to talk about, before we jump into TV, I did want to discuss uh, The Assistant mm. with Julia Garner from Ozark. Yes. Who is always Ruth in anything ever, and did, she can't shake it despite did, the accent. Does she have the southern accent? No accent in, at all. Ooh, flex, uh, flexing her chops. It's one of those movies, it's 83 minutes long. Mm. There's no score at all there's no soundtrack there's just completely without music i think there's a song in the beginning and at the end and that's it and it felt like steven soderbergh directing a wes anderson movie (laughs) and there's like a brief patrick wilson cameo you're kind of selling me on this and there's a big MacGuffin in this movie which for those that are not in the know a MacGuffin is like the briefcase in pulp fiction where it's this big thing that they have it's a stylized kind of like oh what is this important thing that's happening or it's just something that they reference 
that yeah. you think is important and then it just never shows up. And it's, yeah, it's usually never explained. It's just the Correct. thing that the characters need or are trying to get or what have you. The assistant, I got this off iTunes as well. I think this was also, a, it was a five ninety nine rental, which was, a, Ooh. you know, I didn't get my refund. So I guess I liked it somewhat. Uh, it was pretty good. It was interesting. It, 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 we like to call movies like this icy boring because it's mm. sort of just like this cool, sharp looking, like not necessarily engaging movie. Like you're not on the edge of your seat, but you're kind of, a, you you don't want to shut it off and you don't really know why. Yeah. It, it's one of those. That's a good explanation. You will like it. Yeah. It's like a slow burn sizzle kind of movie. And I don't know. It gets nowhere quickly. I've heard it's basically about Weinstein, but they never say Weinstein. It's like it's a it's a Hollywood guy. Yeah, it's a movie about a, an assistant in a Hollywood production company in New York who works for a guy who's a creep and he's mean to her. And you only really get that through phone calls and emails. Mm. Like that's that like, was a guy that works for me. So I don't know. That's the assistant. It's on iTunes. It'll I imagine it'll be streaming shortly. So I would mm. say wait on that one. But it is worth a watch when it's free. Where? Um, other than that, let's talk a little TV. This is our new TV guys theme because we like to split split things up with a theme song for the fans, for you fans. You've been watching some Ninety Day Fiance. You want to talk about that? We have. Moose and I have been tracking through a shitload of 90 day fiance we're now we're now we've moved on to before the 90 days <laughs> which is where they take the couples and they they sort of set it all up from the beginning like how they met like what app they used what website they used and then they follow them like a lot of guys going to the philippines and brazil I love what a franchise this has become. It's yeah. like 90 days. Now before the 90 days, let's go after the 90 days. Oh, and, and before is way better because you don't, because these are people that don't know if they like each other yet. Like one mm. guy shows up, he flies all the way to Colombia to meet this woman that he's never even really seen. It. She's never even FaceTimed with him before. Mm. I think he tried to FaceTime her and she hung up. So that's, he wasn't even sure she existed, and he got on a plane and flew to Columbia anyway. That's when he knew she was the one. Right. She hung up on him on FaceTime. And so he's, he's this chubby guy. He's like, he's Hispanic, so he speaks like a little bit of Spanish, but not really. And he's like very out of place. He's all sweaty. He's just sitting in this restaurant like a nervous ass with like a big bouquet of like 7-Eleven roses. Buddy. I felt bad for him at first, and then I just stopped caring. I, he got about four <laughs> yeah. minutes of empathy out of me. And then the woman shows up to dinner two and a half hours late. And he sat there the entire time waiting for her. Whoa. Can you even imagine waiting for anything for that long? Yeah, that's like cartoonish. With like her barely even responding to his texts, giving him like, okay, yes, like one word answers. Two and a half hours. It's like she gets there and it's like, it's honestly embarrassing that you're still here. Imagine <laughs> like, just sitting in a, in a foreign country, Colombia, in Medellin, Colombia. Medellin. <laughs> Medellin. Mm. Uh, with a freaking camera crew at the table with you, just like yeah. an asshole in a crowded restaurant. People just looking at you. I'm not, I'm not a huge, oh, no, everyone's staring at me kind of guy, but it, that would humiliate me. Yeah. That's like too much. You're just sitting there. That's like, so over the top. Like, what is life? What's going on here? And then she sits go. down and it's one of the most awkward, like 
probably 30 minute dates I've ever seen. It didn't look like he even ate or anything. Like mm. at least get a meal to pass the time while you're sitting there. Like you look like an idiot. And that's sort of just the tone of the whole show. Yeah. Just sweating buckets. Yes. Too nervous to eat. Well, and then like, he takes her back to the condo and she doesn't want him to sleep in the bed. Or wait, is that, I might be getting confused with one of the other girls, but like there's, there's instances like where they'll bring the girl back to a, a whatever Airbnb they got in the country. Mm. And the woman's like, I do not feel comfortable sleeping with you yet. So you will sleep on the couch. And they have to like sleep cool. on a love seat with their legs dangling off the edge. Cause wow. like they clearly did not prepare themselves for yeah. this situation. And, and they're just lying there like, this is fine. I actually like this. this right. is, I don't mind this at all. One kid flies down to, to uh, I guess it's Sao Paulo, Brazil or Rio de Janeiro. One of the big ones. He flies down mm. to Brazil with more luggage than anyone I've ever seen go anywhere. Like my entire family has been on trips and brought less stuff than this guy did. Yeah. And it's, he brought those big plastic foot lockers that like they use in the army at the end of their beds. He brought like oh. four of them filled with supplies, like mosquito nets and tents and oh, like wow. cooling hats and vests and a, literally a sheath to go over his penis so that when oh. he goes in the ocean, uh, Bugs don't fly, don't go up into his urethra. This that guy, was a big concern. This guy's ready for anything. So when they wow. go swimming, he gets his bathing suit. He pulls his bathing suit down. He puts a condom on his flaccid penis, puts the <laughs> penis sheath over his penis and balls and pulls it tight and then puts his bathing suit on and then goes swimming with a life jacket on. Wow. It's the best. What a, what a fashionista. Oh, not, yeah. I had no idea things like this were even going on out there. And then 20 minutes later, he gets robbed at Machete Point for his cell phone. <laughs> and it's all of his worst nightmares came true. And they, they got that on the show? Like, they did. Wow. It's it's like you barely see it. And it's like, you know, I mean, who knows? They could have faked it, but it didn't seem fake. I don't. And a lot of this is one of those shows that just it's so good. It's so fucked up that I don't think it's fake. Like, it seems mm. real to me. Like, The Bachelor, it's a lot of convenient situations. And there's a lot of editing. And this show's really poorly done. Like, yeah. the production value is non-existent. So mm. I believe that a lot of it is actually real content. And it gets to the point where it's like, even if they did fake this, like, bravo. Like, you're doing... You're That's doing exactly. If they're faking it, they're earning it. And I'm all in. So I give fucking six thumbs up to Before the 90 Days. Like, wow. Lucy was making me watch these shows in the beginning... And I would begrudgingly do it, and I'd be on my phone the whole time, and I'd be like, oh, this is fucking stupid. Now I'm like, pause that. I have to go to the bathroom. Yeah. <laughs> wow. So, yeah, 90 before the uh, ninety Day Fiancé, before the 90 Days, every I think every episode up to date is on Hulu. And you can also watch 90 Day Fiancé. And I'm not even telling you about my favorite couple. Like, there's so many more. And, like, those are just the more... I'm selling it hard here, but I'm give gonna, it a whirl if you like that stuff. I'm going to get in there. Maybe we'll uh, talk about it more in coming mm. weeks. I watched uh, this new Netflix TV show called Never Have I Ever. How is that? I was thinking about getting in there. Very good. Fuck you, Jimmy. Very enjoyable. Suck. It's about uh, an Indian-American high school girl and her trials and tribulations. Mm-hmm. You were talking last week about learning about different cultures you don't know a lot about, which mm. can be fun if it's not... Too much. Like Rami? Yeah. Is that where that conversation came from? I do believe. Yeah. I like yeah. Rami. I'm a Rami guy. I like when something is diverse for a reason and not just a reason to like be woke. Like this show, the Indian American stuff, they handled in a very like original, clever kind of way. 
that I really appreciated. And, you know, it's a whole other world of bits, mm. something like that. The uh, this show's narrated by John McEnroe for what? reasons I won't reveal. It actually makes sense, like, as the show goes on. And I'm way outside the demographic for this program, but I enjoyed it muchly. It's kind of like an Indian version of Girls, the mm. Lena Dunham show set in a high school. Think I'd like it? I do. All right. It's uh, Never Have I Ever, now on Netflix. It's a 10-episode first season, which I watched the entirety of in the blink of an eye. Mm. Basically in like two sittings the other day. Really? Yes. All right, I'm into it. It grabbed me. Never Have I Ever. Remember playing that game? Never Have I Ever Never have I ever played that game, unfortunately. No? You weren't like a cool guy in the fourth grade? No. (laughs) No. Neither was I, unfortunately. Late bloomers. That's what, the, that's what we are. Ooh, I like that. I'm still waiting for my bloom any we, day now. We also watched uh, the new Jerry Seinfeld Netflix special called 23 Hours to Kill. I wouldn't put my man Jerry in my shuts, but Jerome. I did not finish this. Yeah, I can't believe you didn't finish this. Did th- nothing for me. I thought it was great. You can act like a man! It's obviously not... It's got like its duds here and there, but for the most part, I was like, look at... Look at Jarrah up there. I wouldn't he still mind, got it. I wouldn't mind taking another pass at it, but I got to be honest with you. I I felt like it was just, it's not, whatever guy Jerry Seinfeld is becoming in his old age, mm. I feel like he's lost touch with reality completely. And that's not always something that's not funny to me, but he kept trying to be relatable to the audience. Like, oh, you know, my life sucks too. Jerry, no, it doesn't. He made jokes about it how just doesn't. absurd it is that he would even do that, though. He'd be like, I know it's me. Or at least once he like he did I, some sort I needed of... more fourth wall break from him. I needed mm. more authenticity. Like, dude, Ooh. you have a you have a, a custom Porsche garage in fucking Manhattan that's yeah. worth probably $25 million for just your cars. Mm. And that's just your New York cars. I don't even want to know how many other houses you have. You have a wife who's like 27 years younger than you. You had your first What's kid at 46 years old. Like your life is not relatable to anybody. <laughs> You're a billionaire. That's fair. Your life is unreal. And like, oh, you know, money can't buy happiness. Yes, it can. <laughs> and just like, got to be a lot of it. That is, a lot of it is like complaint heavy. Mm. But, I mean, no one really complains quite like Seinfeld. He's a good complainer. Yeah, I'll give like, you that. It, it just, you know what it is? If you watch it looking for, uh, Trey actually made this point. It's, it's if you watch it like you're watching the show, I'm paraphrasing now, but, like, basically, it's just Jerry, like, without the Kramer, the Elaine, the Newman. Yeah, the, uh, the I think I think he can stand alone though. He still has those like great tidbits. He had a good bit about like the specials at restaurants. He's like, if it's so special, put it on the menu. I caught that. Yeah, just you know, just very Seinfeldy stuff right. like that. Where I was like, yes, <sighs> I love it. I would rather listen to Mark Norman's story about hey, bo- hey. botching his friendship with Jerry Seinfeld <laughs> and like that is a great story. worrying about how many texts he was going to send him in great. <laughs> In great detail, then watch the rest of this special. Mm. I don't even know where to tell people how to find that, but it was on Opie and Anthony, or Jim and Sam, I guess they are now. But He's told it on a bunch of stuff. Yeah, that is a good story. It's a very good story of the comedian Mark Norman just sort of 
being overjoyed like a young man. Was the coolest because I listened to his podcast with Joe List Tuesdays with Stories, and he's told the story about she's like kind of friends with Seinfeld now, Mm. and the way they talk about Seinfeld, it would be like one of us be like suddenly becoming friends with Seinfeld and like worrying about what to text Jerry Seinfeld. He is just a very funny, relatable take on it. Mm. And yes, yeah, I'm I'm gonna give it another go because there's just such a lack of content right now that like why not. Yeah, definitely finish it. Yeah, There's, I want to watch those new Dead to Me's first, though. Ooh, while yes. we're on the TV subject, yeah. With um, I'm drawing a blank on both names. Jesus, Christina Applegate and da, 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 don't tell me. I want to get it. Nope, not going to get it. Linda Carter wasn't going to get it. Um, okay. We also watched, uh, or at least I watched Hollywood, that Netflix show. I watched the first episode with you. Yes, and it. We watched it actually last week before we recorded the second half of the program, and I got so bored that it killed my momentum and made the rest of the show a piece of shit on my end. It's like a fucking, I can't, they do this thing that I hate, which is have a really interesting, engaging pilot, and then the second episode is a boring piece of shit. It was a drop off. I, How were the, were I the following? I kept watching. I didn't finish it yet. There's like seven episodes. I think I'm in the middle of episode three or something. But this is that Netflix show from Ryan Murphy, the American, <laughs> the American history. He's like FX's guy. He makes all their shows. American Horror Story. And this, it's a a show about making movies, which fans know I, I love shows and movies about making movies. It's a great genre. That is Scotty's number one genre. And like the show's very splashy and looks like a musical. It's very expensive. And people say old-fashioned things like boffo box office and stuff like that. But it is one of those shows. It's set in the 40s. And it's like Marvelous Mrs. Maisel where they're shoehorning in woke stuff that like barely happens in this day and age into a time period where it definitely wasn't happening at all. Mm. Yeah, well, Ryan Murphy is the guy who created Glee, which is like a notorious LGBT program. And, you know, not that there's anything wrong with that, but he's obviously heavy-handed on the agenda. Yeah. So clearly he's just going to mush that in, like, oh, and, like, the main character is, like, working at this car brothel, but he's also, like, kind of, you know, gender-fluid or not sexually fluid. Yeah, Dylan McDermott's character is running a male prostitution ring out of a gas station. They pick back it's up like, with that storyline. They oh, seem yeah. like they abandoned it in the second episode. That's that's like the whole show, or at least the episode I'm on. That hmm. that's what they're focusing on. The guy gets arrested. It's like a whole thing. I really liked that first episode. And yeah, the show it's very like stupid, but it's very watchable. It's like a a weird alternate universe Me Too hmm. woke fever dream that. <laughs> Shouldn't exist, but it's like, eh, it's pretty watchable. It's got some fun stuff. That is Hollywood. On Netflix. Now on Netflix. A limited series they're billing it as. Ooh. Upload. Upload, yes, yes. We gotta talk upload. I wrote a couple lines I wanna use. Uh, it's the new show on Amazon Prime. Do you have a, have a description of this? How would you describe this fucking show? It's a show, basically a guy dies or he's about to die, and it's in the future where if you know you're about to die, you can upload your consciousness 
to a virtual heaven and then like do whatever you want and have fun with wacky dream stuff. It's, I don't know. It sounds better than it was. When I saw the previews, I was like, ooh, this will be a fun new show. You know what I would compare it to? And I wrote this right when I started watching it is the show is basically Maniac meets The Good Place. Yeah, that's good. Which is that Jonah Hill show on Netflix that was super weird and futuristic and there was mm. sort of like a time-bending kind of aspect to it. Yeah. But then cheesy, campy, like, ha-ha-ha, ABC. This show didn't feel like it belonged on Netflix. Like, yeah, there was a little F-word and nudity here and there, but it just didn't feel... It felt like network drama. Yeah, it had the look of one of those ABC... Yes. Like, it looked like <clears throat> Cougar Town. Or something. Perfect example. And it just, I don't know, it opened up with a Mary J. Blige song, which intrigued me. That there's like, Let's get it started. Let's get it popping. Whatever that <laughs> song is. Is that one of her songs? Yeah. No, I don't believe so. I expected you to have that Mary J. Blige chart topper queued up and just I know, blare I missed into the that fans. in my notes. Um, yes, yes, yes. I, I laughed that Chris Williams, the crazy eyes killer from Curb Your Enthusiasm, plays the girl's father. Legend. I don't know. I mean, it was certain stuff about it was kind of intriguing, but it's basically just like this future, this imagined reality of like what it's going to be like when you die and being able to like go to the place from the David Fincher movie, The Game, and like plan your afterlife through paying for it and having lots of dough. Yeah. And it just, I don't know. I watched a lot of it. I think I'm almost done. Yeah. And there's really just nothing about it that, like, if somebody asked me if they should watch it, I would say no Mm. because it's campy. It's one of those, like, I was going back and forth on it, and then I just turned it off and turned on something else and completely forgot about it until now. Did the friend lose you? <laughs> the friend was okay. I didn't like the friend. He seemed like a decent sidecar, as mm. far as sidecars go. I don't know. It just, to me, it just, there was a lot about it that, you know... It's just, it's one of those shows that leaves so much to be desired. Hmm. Like, you really, there, you have like higher hopes for it than it de- it doesn't deliver. Yeah, that's such a bummer when you're watching a show that has some stuff going on, but most of it you're just like, ah, like, wh- what are you wasting our time with all this stuff? There's right. some good stuff. Give us more of the, the stuff. Saying stuff a lot. Um, yeah, that's, that's upload. That's all I got for that. Um, yeah. You got any other TV? I'm, I'm TV'd out. I mean, there's a bunch of new shows that drop like today because it's Friday right like we now. we said, the second season of Dead to Me on Netflix. Yes. Which I loved the first one. I'm hoping the second one holds up. What there's, else? Uh, a new Netflix show called The Eddie. <laughs> Hi, Eddie. From uh, <laughs> director Damien Chazelle. So you just know it's about jazz. Jazz music almost. Yes. Specifically. <laughs> Yeah, I didn't even think about that. It's called The Eddie. It's a show about, about jazz. jazz. Yeah. yeah. Ugh. We have a... Nope. Not even going to explain who he is. But yeah, he directed the first episode, so I'm going to check it out. I'm a big fan of Whiplash and even La La Land. I tried to get us Whiplash sound bites a couple of days ago, Ooh. and there are not very many clean ones on YouTube. I was you... trying to get, are you rushing or dragging? And like... Just... Something along those lines. Just J.K. Simmons yelling. I feel like that's applicable. But yeah, I'm going to check that out. So we'll probably be discussing that next week on the program. That's the Eddie. And also there's that new HBO show. <clears throat> Excuse me. From uh, Derek C. in France. 
starring Mark Ruffalo in dual roles. I think that comes out Sunday. Oh, okay. I'll watch that. We'll be getting in there. I can't remember the name. I think... Guess who's caught up on Run? Uh, are you? Oh, yeah. Fuck. I can't believe you're still in there. Oh, it keeps getting worse. <laughs> when you... When you bail on these shows, I'm immediately like, okay, it's done. It's over. Like The Bachelor, you said, like, do you want to stop doing this? And I was oh, like, yeah, I forgot it, to address that. Yeah, we're not talking about The Bachelor anymore. Or yeah. at least listen to your heart. When when Bachelorette comes back with Kim, uh, Kim Crawley, uh, Claire Crawley in hmm. whenever the fuck they're able to film and get that out on TV, we'll yeah. talk about that. But this show, it's just trash. And there's run. Two, well, run, saying, yes, but oh, uh, Bachelor, listen to your heart. Yeah, it's Complete garbage. trash. It was funny for a couple episodes, and I think there's only a few more left. It's like, yep, they're singing, they're smooching, someone's going to get picked or whatever. It's fine. Yeah, there's, I'm out. He's out. Um, You want to watch The Departed with me? Wow. What a fun idea. I think I'd, I'd like that, yeah. Oh, it's The Departed. Oh, Citizens? We're going to have some fun stuff. Here they are sitting at the dirty warehouse. French, the number one, overseeing things. Have we ever talked about how unrealistic this hangout is? Like, where are they? There's like a bar, but they have no TVs or anything. There's just like nothing there. Yeah, no one's even like drinking or doing anything. That ain't fucking right. That ain't fucking right. You kidding me? Let's give this a break. No, let it stay here. Yeah, I'm not sitting here without getting a tetanus shot. Where the fuck are you going? I'm not staying, all right? You can tell him I said that. So over the top. Yeah, why it's does like, he need to get angry there? It's like they're trying to suss out the rat, and you're the one guy who leaves. It's like, yeah, I don't know, kind of silly. I'm saying silly a lot. It's Scotty's word of the day. We found a new crutch. Fuck. <clears throat> this is a spicy sex scene that we're leading into with this scene. I'd like to know what part of Boston she's supposed to be in here. <laughs> Kid, fucking Gloucester. Him just taking like a 45 minute ride up to the North Shore. And that's 90. Wow. Unfortunately. It was a heartwarming 90. Weird 90. There was like no lines that we needed. I feel like we've gotten a couple of good ones in a row, and now they're just giving us the the filler or nothing. You're right. That was that was a downtime ninety. There's nothing in that scene, folks. Citizens, be, I guess that's something. It'll be a hot ninety next week, no doubt. I have no doubt. But at this moment, I'm going to remind the fans to follow us and rate and review on iTunes and SoundCloud. That really helps things out when you give it a rating and all that mm-hmm. jazz. Mm-hmm. Tell a friend. I'm going to recommend some other fun podcasts to check out, like Quarantine Heartthrobs, which I was on an episode of recently. And what number episodes so the fans can check that episode out? Do you remember? I think it's number 11. It says Scotty in the title. Yeah. So look for the, in Quarantine Heartthrobs, it's on, you can get it on Spotify. That's where I found it. There's an episode with Scotty in the title. Yeah. And check out Uncle to Uncle, and that's tight with Dan and Emmett. It's a fun new pod. And we're on Instagram, Enough the Podcast, on Twitter, at Podcast Enough. I'm on Twitter and Instagram, at Skip Seasoned. Folks, uh, you you could follow me on Instagram. I want you to follow my fitness account and let me help you get back on track during quarantine. Uh, That is A-N-K underscore F-I-T, at Ankfit. 
Wow. And uh, yeah, shoot me a direct message and we'll get together and create a program for you. It'll be very fun, I promise you. And next week is going to be episode 68. It's going to be the uh, important episode before episode 69, which is going to be our big celebration episode. Oh, the penultimate episode. <laughs> That's all I got. Uh, so make sure you guys have a good one. That's enough. Have a goo. Uh,